The following program is sponsored by Evangelical Life Ministries. Welcome to Engaging Truth, the manifestation of God's Word in the lives of people around us. Join us each week as we explore the impact of His message of spiritual renewal, from the lesson of forgiveness forged in the crucible of divorce, to the message of salvation learned by an executioner from a condemned killer, to the gift of freedom found in the rescue of victims of human trafficking. This is God's Truth in Action. Good evening. We're so glad that you could join us on Engaging Truth. My name is David Bond. I'm a retired pastor from uh, Cypress, Texas, and I have the pleasure today of interviewing Mike Lou. Is it Dr. Lou uh, as the director of Upbring? Is that uh, your your a title? No, I, I'm actually not a doctor. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd like to have had that title, but uh, it's just Mike or Michael. Mike or Michael. Well, we're glad that you're with us tonight. Uh, tell us just a little bit about yourself. And um, before you're done, I know that there's quite a story about how you got to Upbring. Uh, you don't sound quite like a Texan. So give us that story. But tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm trying to sound like a Texan. <laughs> you're just, and, and, and you're actually, fixing to sound like a Texan, right? <laughs> I'm fixing. That's right. That's right. Um, first off, uh, I did want to say it's very nice to meet you. It's very nice to meet all of you. Thank you for the invite. I really do appreciate uh, the invite for today. And, uh, yes, my name is Michael Liu. Uh, originally, I am from Hawaii, and uh, I was born and raised there. Uh, I went to school. I'm, a, I'm actually a duck. Uh, I went to school at the University of Oregon in Eugene, oh, okay. uh, but otherwise I'm born and raised in Hawaii. Uh, the, the interesting thing to try to be fixing to be a Texan, <clears throat> excuse me, is that I actually married someone from Victoria, Texas, and we actually met in Hawaii. Uh, there's a whole story behind that, but uh, I did marry someone from uh, Victoria, Texas, which one of the, was one of the top three. Uh, decisions I've ever made in my life, and uh, we have three children, uh, and uh, they were all born in Hawaii, but they all have Texas first names for the most part uh, because we did not know we were moving to Texas at the time they were born, and uh, they all have Hawaiian middle names as well. Um, so uh, that's the primary connection. To me, getting to Texas, uh, you know, she she was interested in moving back to Texas for, I would say, over 10 years. And uh, one day I just came home and said, you know, I, I think I'm ready to go. And she suggested Austin, Texas. She had lived there for a while, and she thought it would be the best match for all myself and the children. And that's how we ended up in Texas. Okay. But getting to Upbring is another layer to this story, I understand. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, my journey to Upbring uh, was interesting as well. And uh, I, I must say that as most of my opportunities from a professional viewpoint, uh, I think it was uh, God-given. Uh, you know, to be honest with you, I, I had not heard of Upbring. At the time, it was known as Lutheran Social Services in the South. Yes, and uh, when I first moved to Texas, I was actually commuting, I would say, between Texas and Hawaii doing work. Uh, it's not a commute I would recommend. Wow. Uh, but I did that for a couple of years. And then 
I uh, got back, took a little bit of break, and, you know, was trying to get my name out here in Austin. And my resume somehow went from someone in Hawaii <laughs> to someone in Houston to someone in Austin. And then it landed at Lutheran Social Services of South. And uh, apparently the afternoon it got here, you know, I got, I got a call and said, you know, we, we looked at your background and, and we, we can get into that if you would like a little mm-hmm. here. Uh, and, you know, we'd be interested in talking to you. And so I came in, uh, next day I met with CEO and that's, that's how I got here. Uh, you know, when, when I took a look at Lutheran Social Services South, uh, you could tell they did a lot. They did a lot of service. Uh, they had good standing, uh, they were, they were pretty strong, but they also needed some changes, I thought. Uh, and that's my specialty is, is, is change and restructuring and so forth. That's what I do professionally. That's how I got to upbring. Wow. So, uh, you said we could go into your background a little bit more. Uh, you, you mentioned that your background has to do with change and, and helping, uh, organizations change and restructure. You want to say a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. I appreciate that. So, uh, I, my background is, is more finance and, uh, I'm a CPA by background. You know, I work for one of the large international accounting firms. I work for KPMG. If you, if you've mm-hmm. ever watched Bill Mickle mm-hmm. golf course, you'll see KPMG on his hat. I have a story about a KPMG oh, hat. You? Yes, I do. I'll, t- I'll tell in a minute. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So I, I worked for KPMG for about seven years and then I actually got recruited, uh, to be part of an executive team to take uh, a large airline through a chapter 11 bankruptcy process. Wow. So I was part of that for about, for about seven years. Uh, the number of years is going to give away my age. So I'm going <laughs> to give away the number of years. Uh, but then I had, I had the, the opportunity and this turned out to be the blessing of the introduction for me into the nonprofit world. Uh, it, it, it was a very large real estate trust, uh, that had a private school system as it's uh, in its operation and their mission was delivering education to uplift an entire segment of the population. And uh, it was, it was very, very large, uh, but they had lost their way. And uh, the IRS came in and physically uh, took the trustees out. Wow. So they started looking for people with a change background and who could help them literally sort of rebuild uh, the operations and the trust from, from start or from scratch. And, uh, so they started looking for people like me. So I, I worked there for nine years, uh, extremely blessed to be able to do that. Um, learned a lot and, uh, uh, fortunately helped them get off of IRS probation. Uh, and they're doing bigger and better now. So, and then I jumped into that two year stint that I mentioned to you where the travel I was going back and forth. Uh, was to try to help a late stage startup, uh, solar technology company get on the stock exchange or what these call go public. So I did that for a while and then I ended up at Upbring. So that's my background. I, you know, I do change. I go in, I help restructure, you know, I help next, uh, next level value add creation and so forth. Uh, but that's what I do. That's, that's awesome. Just real quick, my, my KPMG story is one of my friends was at a golf tournament and he had a KPMG hat and Phil Mickelson was, he was watching Phil and Phil didn't have his hat and he walks up to this guy and he says, hi, how's my new best friend? And the guy goes, <laughs> well, fine. He says, I need your hat. His hats had not arrived 
uh, in time, and he's got to wear them by contract, and so they became best friends, at least for that moment. Well, anyway, that's uh, neither here nor there. Tell us about Upbring. Uh, what is the mission of Upbring? Yeah, the, the mission of Upbring is to break the generational cycle of child abuse. Uh, we, we'd like to do that through empowering children and families and communities, but it's breaking the cycle. We often use the term breaking the cycle. And when we say that, we're talking about breaking the cycle of child abuse. And uh, a more clearer aspect of how to describe that, in addition to serving children who have been severely traumatized every single day and in their most immediate state, we are hoping that we break the cycle of uh, children becoming adults who uh, will potentially abuse their children as well, because statistically, 30% of the children will do that. So our, our mission is very holistic, which deals with current issues, and it also has a flavor of trying to change the projection of future patterns. We're so thankful for you and, and what you've just talked about here. So can you say a little bit more about what it is you do uh, to begin to break that cycle and to help these these children who have been abused and, and are perhaps in danger of further abuse and, and how you intersect with them and, and help them? Yeah, sure. So, you know, what, what may help is to understand uh, the breadth and nature of uh, all of our ministries. And um, for those who may not know, uh, we are Texas statewide. Uh, you know, we run from the south down in uh, the Rio Grande Valley from, you know, McAllen and Harlingen. Uh, if you start going west, you know, we run up into Laredo, we run into El Paso, you go up a little north, you know, we're in the Lubbock, Amarillo area, and you start wrapping back down, we're, we're in the Dallas, Fort Worth, Tyler area, and then, uh, you know, again, coming down through Austin and Houston, uh, you know, we're also in the Corpus area and the Victoria area, and I, I think you're kind of getting the picture of San Antonio as well. So, uh uh, we're large. We're, you know, we're, we've got over 80 locations of programming. So locations being, uh, facilities where children are, are cared for, kept, uh, housed. Yes. Uh, what, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, locations meaning we either have office operations or potentially a standing building as well. So, you know, we're, we, our, our, our book of ministry, so to speak, uh, is about $90 million a year. That's, you know, and we're, uh, you can almost break that down by one third, one third, one third. One third is in foster care, as well as what we call intensive treatment facilities. So the physicality of those are either foster homes, we have foster offices in 14 different locations, uh, and we also have a treatment facility in uh, the Canyon Lake area here that helps to treat very, very intensely uh, traumatized girls who cannot necessarily go into a foster care setting yet. So that's about one-third what we do. Uh, the second third has to do with uh, Head Start programs or education programs that we do. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, we have over 30 locations uh, through Texas for that as well, children primarily from uh, if I can get this correctly, I, I say zero, and that, that doesn't mean uh, mm -hmm. it's not in, in any derogatory manner, but zero to five, ages zero to five. And uh, we, are, we are spread across primarily the Fort Worth area, a little southeast of Houston, 
into the Victoria area and down in the Galveston area as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a third uh, deals with undocumented minors uh, uh, and those children that come across the border by themselves who are severely traumatized through the experience. And uh, we help them through the trauma and get them to the next settings. Mm. So the common theme here is it's all about children. Uh, the common theme is that they've experienced some level of very, very high and intense level of trauma. Uh, and uh, our, our objective is to, again, not just help them through the immediate circumstance, uh, but also try to help them become uh, or get them while we have them uh, on, a, on a profile or a pattern where hopefully they will not uh, become an adult who will abuse as well. Mm. So we are talking with Mike Lou with Upbring, and uh, you mentioned you have foster care, Head Start programs, and undocumented uh, minors care, care for them. Um, the Head Start programs, are they typically in schools, or are they standalone programs? How does that work? Uh, they're both. It, it just sort of depends where we are. Uh, we have relationships with ISDs, uh, where we are part of their uh, location. We also have some standalone. It just sort of depends on the community and the makeup of that. Um, so it's actually both. Uh, we actually have one private school as well here in Austin that we do that. Is, it's in association with the church property. Uh, and so it, it just sort of depends on the need of the, of the surrounding community. So um, why would somebody come to, uh, to Upbring uh, for uh, running a, a Head Start program? What is it that you would bring that would they not look somewhere else? Yeah, so good question. So, um, one, we're, we're very good at the early childhood education aspect. And, uh, you know, education can be broken down into different stages primarily, right? There's, there's early childhood, uh, then you're looking at middle school, and then you're looking at high school or even post high. Uh, our concentration right now is in early childhood education. Uh, we're, we're just very good at what we do there. And some of that is because there's a tie-in and integration with what we do uh, in our other ministries. Again, our, our other ministries all deal with uh, understanding, specializing in how do you uh, serve uh, and treat and uh, young children. Uh, and so, um, you know, we bring principles, we bring aspects, we bring understanding, we bring uh, clinical approaches that apply across all of our programs. And we can actually supplement the Head Start programs from our other ministries with uh, those type of services as well. So uh, we, not only, we not only try to meet the minimum requirements that Head Start asks us to do, we also try to bring other aspects from uh, our other ministry lines uh, so that the children can benefit. So you have a more robust program potentially than than uh, they might be able to do other uh, on their own. Is that, is that we, what you're saying? We would like to believe so, yes. Uh-huh. We would like to believe so. And we believe uh, we've done very well at that. Uh, we think Head Start recognizes that. And uh, we've been lucky to get uh, more and more schools because of that. So, in other words, when uh, you go to them or they come to you, it, they're they're already having a good sense of upbrings, uh, abilities, and you have a good reputation with them already. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yeah, yes. We we believe so, and you know, all the credit for that goes to my team. 
I, I will not take any credit for that. It goes to my team. Uh, you know, there's a very formalized process, obviously, for Head Start. It's a federal program, and so you go through right. the formalization process and so forth. Uh, but I do believe we are, we are, uh, we've developed and we are sustaining a very good reputation, uh, for the programs that we have. So I, I think Upbring recognizes that, yes. Thank you for connecting with us on uh, Engaging Truth. Evangelical Life Ministries, ELM, is a group of volunteers in the Houston area who not only plan each of these broadcasts, but also produce them. Each broadcast is founded on God's Word, centered in the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Your prayers and financial gifts help us send each broadcast through various delivery technologies to our country and even throughout the world. Please go to elmhouston.org and click on the Donate button. Or you can send your support to ELM, P.O. Box 568, Cypress, Texas, 77410. We appreciate every gift and promise to use your gift to send the good news of Jesus to the world. Again, that's ELM, P.O. Box 568, P.O. Box 568, Cypress, Texas, 77410, or elmhouston.org. After having said that, uh, Mike... uh, is is there a benefit to people going to the Upbring website? Could they gain some information there? And are you an entity that uh, receives donations as well? Yes, yes, we, we are. Uh, yes, visit the website. Uh, you will find information on our mission. You will find information on our teams. Uh, you will find information on our programs. You will find information about our philosophies and context about how we approach uh, and yes, you can find a lot of information there. We do, we can take donations through there as well. Um, and, uh, or if you're interested in speaking to someone, give us a call. There are phone numbers on there, direct and toll free. And, uh, by the way, uh, just to give you an idea of how we do things here, if you go to our website, you will also see an ability to donate with cryptocurrency. <laughs> All right. Well, so uh, we're not sure who else does that, but we <laughs> like one of the first uh, that has the ability to do that. So that's, if you have any cryptocurrency, we will take it. That's innovative. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Hey, uh, say a little bit more about foster care, because I know that maybe some people understand it, or perhaps some people think they understand it, maybe don't, and some might even just have, what is foster care? Sure, sure. So um, one of the things that I wanted to add to everything I shared, you know, uh, across the different ministries we've been talking about um, on on an annual basis, uh, just in case this, or hopefully this will help those listening, you know, we serve about 7,000 children a year across all of these different uh, ministries, you know, foster care and, <clears throat> excuse me, intensive treatment centers would probably be anywhere between 1,500 to 2,000 of that number. So we, we are very large. On any given day, uh, we have, you know, anywhere between 550 to 600 children in foster homes throughout the state of Texas. And, you know, to your question about what is foster care, uh, these are children who uh, either temporarily or on a more permanent basis uh, need to be out of their home because of whatever circumstances they may be. Uh, our job is to either to find some sort of permanent uh, home for them, uh, either new or reunification or otherwise, and try to make sure that their well-being and their uh, so-called 
being whole status as much as possible uh, is is achieved by us. So we need to take care of them. We try to watch their different levels. And again, this is on top of anything the state requires, you know, but we try to watch their education levels, their skill set levels, their life skill, uh, life skill levels, uh, if vocation comes into play in their health levels and so on and so forth. So it's our job to take care of these children while there is a need uh, that they need to be away from their families. And we want to do that in the best way we can uh, that when they do find a more permanent standing for themselves, uh, that they are as whole as possible from a well-being perspective. So that could be they go back to their families if the situation has changed there, or perhaps they are adopted. Is that correct, too? It, it, they could go back to their families. They could, yes, they could be adopted. Sometimes, uh, unfortunately, they do stay in the system, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. become adults as well. Uh, but everyone in this industry works very hard to uh, try to do the two form of things as best as possible. Certainly. And uh, by the way, I've known some po- uh, foster uh, parents who just do a, an incredible job of providing the kind of care and home and, and uh, situation for these uh, children that uh, are are just uh, uh, Really, really, um, really heartwarming, really important. We have about three minutes left. I want to just give you an opportunity also to, uh, to share a little bit about, um, uh, the, is there any particular thing, one thing you do? I mean, you, you have also a number of children, I guess, in the, in the issues of, of, um, uh, being, you know, uh, I guess, um, the, the undocumented minors. Is there a, is there, like the most important thing you do there, or is it just all basic care? And, you know, what's, what's that about? How does that work? Yeah, no, our, you know, our goal, as you can imagine, we're, 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 uh, we have oversight from both state and federal aspects, right? And, and, And as you can imagine, when you deal with that, there, there are a lot of standards you have to abide by and try. So in addition to meeting those every single day from a minimum viewpoint, uh, our value add is we are trying to add programming on top of all of that uh, so that, again, the child can experience being a child as much as possible. It can be what we call be whole as much as possible. Uh, you know, and this is not just from a physical perspective. It's also, it's also from a spiritual perspective. Uh, you know, we, we have chapel every week in a lot of our locations. Uh, we offer, we offer spiritual care coordinators, uh, you know, depending on their denomination. And, you know, we work with the children to find that spiritual side and, and Jesus and God side as well, uh, as much as possible. So again, it's, it's, that's the, that's the value add that we have. And, um, we, are trying to add as much innovation on top of that to be able to do that as well. So uh, just like cryptocurrency. So right? that's welcomed uh, on the part of the people that are that you're serving. That they are they're happy for that as well. Is that correct? So that you've kind of answered yes. the question yes. I wanted to be sure we got to, and that is where is Jesus in all of this? And I guess it's wherever you can bring him uh, and intersect with these kids. We're talking uh, with Michael Liu with Upbring today and. Uh, it's been a, a real pleasure to have you a part of this. What what would be the one thing that you would want people to know or to take away from from listening to this uh, broadcast tonight? What, what we would like to share is that uh, we have 
the potential to have a really large impact to a lot of children who are in need. And we would like to do that in a way that is creating change for the child, uh, for the better. We do that where change is going to get created for the system for the better. And, uh, we want to do that in a way that, uh, is very respectful and honors, uh, the foundation that this organization uh, was established on, which is the Lutheran faith and the Lutheran principles. Thank you so much for being with us, Michael Liu with Upbring. Thanks for joining us on Engaging Truth. Thank you for listening to this broadcast of Engaging Truth. Be sure to join us each week at this time. To help support our ministry, contact Evangelical Life Ministries, Post Office Box 568, Cypress, Texas 77410, or visit our website at elmhouston.org or find us on Facebook at Evangelical Life Ministries. Thank you.